This is the Christian Literature Discussion Group for March 19th. And Bob is not with us. But March 19th, 2009, Bob is not here because, as Benny said, there are at least three things going on tonight that I know about. But this, uh, for people who are not able to attend, this will be archived. Uh, let me go over real quick the commands for text chat in case you need to use them. F6 will allow you to see what there is in the web browser, which is Miranda's summary. Uh, F7 lets you see who's in the room. F8 lets you text chat if you don't have a microphone. And F9 allows us to see what people have written in the text chat. And I think that's all I need to cover, so I'll turn it over to Miranda. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for coming. And uh, again, thank you, Susan, for recording. It's greatly appreciated. Um, this evening we are discussing uh, Redemption by Karen Kingsbury, and if you have not had a chance to read this book, please don't leave. Please uh, stay and, and uh, enjoy enjoy the discussion. And um, I love this book. Matter of fact, I love the entire series and devoured it. <laughs> but. Uh, I, I cannot wait to hear uh, what all of you think of the book and so on and so forth and if any of you have continued on through the series. But uh, that's what we're here to discuss this evening and um, we will also be uh, picking a book for next time. So, let the discussion begin. Well, let me, uh, this is Mike, let me just say that I actually <coughs> started this whole series with the next um, the firstborn series. That's how I got into it. And later learned that there was a prior series. I thought the author had simply shared those things from earlier. I mean, they put them in the book, but I didn't realize they were prior series, so I found out. So I went back and I started reading the whole Redemption series, and that's when I found out, oh, that's how that happened and how that came to be. I read the metal uh, then I went on to read the third series, so I kind of uh, kind of mixed up the series there a little bit. But I, I thought the characters were really believable. Um, I, I, you know, again, I think one of the strong points is that there's flaws in you know every one of the characters, and they are who they are. And uh, you know, I think that makes it much much more readable for people to go, yeah, I can identify with that. Um, and, uh, anyway, that's how I read, started the series. I kind of started it the same way. I read a number of the Firstborn, uh, series from, that, that when NLS had put it out, some of them first on cassette, then they had some of them downloaded, and I haven't gone through that whole series. I think I've read Firstborn and, oh, I should have written down what I've read, Forgiven, is there one called Family? I can't remember. Um, and Found. I'm not even sure if I have the right names, but because it's been a while. And then there was another one that just came out that, that NLS put on the download, but <clears throat> I didn't read it yet. Um, and so I came to this one, um, um, Redemption. You know, somebody sent me a whole... A text, uh, e-text of that, and several of the other redemption books, which I haven't read yet. 
So I didn't know before the uh, firstborn that these characters uh, existed uh, on paper before that. Yeah, they all are very flawed, everyone, but uh, so are we. Um, the last I looked, <laughs> and I do have some definite conclusions. Reading the book twice, I mean, this book can be grasped on so many different levels. Really, there's just it's just whatever happen, God happens to be dealing with you about, you know. Uh, I think my conclusions might be a bit surprising to some of you, but uh, or all of you, I don't know. But I won't throw everything in at once, so let somebody else talk. This is Marty Honecker, and um, I read the um, about the second or third book in the uh, reunion series first, and then I was able to backtrack and read them pretty much in order after that. But um, I think the one thing I like about King, Karen Kingsbury, she takes every day situations, very real, very up-to-date situations, and writes about them, and really brings out the Christian um, faith, um, how to be a Christian, and how to live a Christian life. And uh, I think she really does a good job of that. Um, there were some situations in this book that I find a little hard to grasp as far as how someone can feel so, uh, how Carrie could feel so um, uh, bad, uh, terrible toward her husband and then want to forgive him and uh, uh, very... Um, very difficult, I'd say. Have any of you had a chance to watch the fireproof video? This reminded me very much of that movie that's put out by these Christians in Georgia. Anybody heard of the fireproof video? Actually, my husband and I just watched that hmm, earlier this week. Um, and that is a movie that I recommend every couple watch. I don't care if your marriage is struggling or not. And I also um, recommend it to anyone who is uh, getting married. It's a very incredible movie. And um, that, wow, yeah, yeah, I could just do a whole review on that. But the one thing about, <laughs> so yes, to answer your question, uh, we have definitely seen that. Um, the one thing that kind of freaked me out about this book, um, I understood where Kari was coming from, um, it was really wild just to kind of watch all the events play out, but the one thing that freaked me out is the ending, well, towards the ending, um, and I didn't expect what happened at all. No, I didn't either. Uh, <clears throat> back to the fireproof. The, I wish and I hope one day there'll be a description. Because unless you have, unless you're watching with somebody who has some sight, there's a couple of very key scenes. And I won't say what they are because there may be people who haven't seen the movie. But 
there are, my was watching with my wife and she told me a couple of the the, the very key scene at the end and uh, you which you would not have gotten unless uh, somebody told you about it but yes it was a very surprising ending uh, the now the major thing I got out of this movie I got a lot of things out of this and with two readings I think the thing that just jolted me and and was I kind of was following this theme through the book uh, on the second reading was that you know God was trying to get through to various people at various times you see in the beginning where Tim um, in in the middle of uh, his affair with uh, Angela Manning he starts getting guilt uh, trips he starts hearing scripture he starts hearing words of God speaking to him and he turns it off and then at the end of the book it, Tim decided he would go and visit her and tell her he didn't want to see her again and uh, all this he'd written a note and all that and he had that nudge from the Lord and did not obey that and it cost him his life and uh, also Carrie she had the little voice there that don't go don't go out with uh, Ryan today you know I'm sure the author you know the author's got plans in later series to make all things work together for good but God does speak and uh, to me that was a very strong thing and that's just maybe because that's what's you know as I said that's what I've been hearing in my life it is a hearing and obeying and there's consequences if you don't so yeah and that was kind of interesting too and and the things that you mentioned pay attention to a lot of that if you if you have not read the rest of the series anyone if you have not read this series or the two series after uh, pay attention to the things that were just mentioned because they become very key and just to touch on fireproof um, I'm actually curious as to, so you might have to email me, because I'm actually curious as to uh, what, as to what scenes you're talking about now, because now I'm really curious. <laughs> yeah, give me your email address or something, and I'll, I'll write. It's just the one last, one of the last scenes, and where the, I'll just, I'll just give you the general part of that last scene, where the woman, um, sees what she has done or what what she has turned down but there was something that happened anyway uh give me your email address and i will write it is it on the site can i find it somewhere then you wouldn't have to give it to me i don't mind giving it as a matter of fact i'm going to give it for anyone to be able to contact me it is known of love k-n-o-w-n-o-f-l-o-v-e at AOL.com. Again, that's known of love at AOL.com. I got it. Thank you very much. Not a problem. I think Carrie, when, um, when she broke up with Ryan <clears throat> and uh, she and Tim decided to get married, I'm not sure that she, I don't think she really expected marriage to be that difficult. I think, I think she, she didn't really love Tim that much to start with. And I think she really didn't, I don't think she really tried that hard 
once she was married and um, I think they kind of grew apart and um, she didn't really expect him or didn't really expect him to lose interest in her but I think she was really surprised when you know she found out he was having an affair it's just that um, I, I don't think she had really come to grips with a lot of her emotions um, even before she got married I don't think so either. Honestly, I don't. I don't. And I, I believe that the affair and the events that followed were a definite wake-up call. Yeah, and I, I think Tim, I don't I don't know whether he was really in, that much in love with Carrie either. I, um, I, I think he was interested in his own career and, um, you know, she had her career also, but um, I'm not so sure that they were really the right match to start with. I think it's kind of wild because, you know, and and now that all this is mentioned, I guess I, I really think of Fireproof as well because it's like, you know, gosh, so many marriages are falling apart because of these issues, and it's so sad, and it's definitely a matter that that as Christians we should really take to the Lord in prayer. I, I think sometimes um, people will get married and... <clears throat> They um, they aren't real serious about marrying another person equally yoked with them, and uh, they think it's not going to be very difficult. And um, sometimes, you know, it is surprising how um, how events, you know, take a turn. Absolutely. So I'm curious, um, who were some of your favorite characters in the book? I think I like John Baxter and Elizabeth Baxter, but it just seems like John always, he always knows what to say. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, he's always thinking and, uh, but kind of impressed me too was there were different times in the book where Elizabeth or John really felt that something was going on with their one of their kids at a certain time and I really you know that was really interesting how they could really tune in tune into that and uh, sense that something was going on ah that wonderful parental intuition thing yeah that's always a good thing <laughs> Yeah, I would have said the Baxter, um, uh, Baxter parents. I guess I, you know, it was good to see that whole father and family role for both the Baxter parents be taken, um, you know, seriously and 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 not just uh, uh, without feeling, but you know, prayerfully and recognizing that every one of those kids were different. And in this case, you know, I think you're right. I think Kara didn't have very good uh, uh, grasp on the, 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 you know, the troubles and trials and stuff that was going to come her way because she'd always been, you know, a good student and everything, come easy and all that sort of thing. And, and life doesn't always do that.
No, it does not. But I think, but I think they portray very, very well here that <coughs> you can't just make up answers. I mean, not that people make them up. Maybe that's the wrong word. But you know, I think they actually really. Uh, you saw their roles kind of in different ways. Elizabeth being, I don't know. Uh, I can't remember if it was this book or later when you know, she'd always have cookies or tea or. I mean, she was the she was the the organizer and the one who made the framework of life kind of be uh, there, so the kids could uh, you know observe as well as grow in that framework. And I think John, instead of having pat answers, he you know he prayed about him and tried to give the answer to that child. And it might have been that answer for Kara and Carrie, and another answer for one of the other. Kids. Yeah, I, I've missed a number of comments, unfortunately, since I, I had so, several phone calls and, and a piano tuner. But anyway, uh, I really enjoy, I really like the pa Baxter parents, and I said I've seen them now in the family, I mean in the Firstborn series, and uh, and uh, they've gotten into a lot of other situations, which I won't go into, but um, they're very, very good. And it now maybe this has been said already, but did you all get the impression that Carrie was a bit strong-headed? In other words, she decided she was going to marry Tim, and it didn't seem like the parents were real jumping up and down about that. You know, um, I sort of got that impression, kind of underlying the whole thing there, that at first they weren't so sure about it. Uh, they were supporting her, but. Uh, and, 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 you know, you could look at it, it almost looks like a rebound situation, in a sense. Uh, even with all the mix-up, you know, you would, you would have hoped that, that, that she wouldn't have, if, if Ryan really was the one, that she, she would have done some investigating and not just assumed that the thing was over. But, of course, in that Ryan, by the end of the first, of, of redemption, says that he has learned what love is, you know, and God's love is. So, um, you know, that at least was a lesson well learned by him. That whole situation of when uh, Kari and Ryan were together in the past, and I'm trying to think, if I, if I remember right, it was this book that talked about uh, what had happened that split them apart, and I'm sorry, that's just wild. Whoa. Yeah, that part didn't hold together quite quite right for me either. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, are you confused about what had happened or No, I know what had happened, but it didn't it it just it seemed like that um that they would have known that it that it wasn't the trainer, that the trainer was in the room, not Carrie. Yeah, that to me was weird. Oh, well, uh, you can't go in there. His girlfriend is in there. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I could kind of see, in a sense, Carrie, what, what, she, what Carrie's point of view is there, is that she was grad they were gradually breaking apart, and football was taking such a, uh, a bigger place that he wasn't paying attention to her, so it was kind of like that was the straw that broke the camel's back. But I, I almost think... If this this had been a real, I I'm hoping at least if it was me, 
uh, I would have done some investigating to find out before I just decided, oh, it's over, and he's got a girlfriend, da-da-da-da-da. But uh, anyway, I I'm afraid I'm speaking from somebody who's been married 30 years, so, you know, and, and older, so I might look at things differently than, than young younger people of the day. Well, Vinny, I think that's kind of what I meant, too. I think I would have done a little investigating also. Just a little. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think I think a lot of times when you're a teenager and, you, um, and you're stuck in the emotional aspect of what's going on, you don't think about investigation, unfortunately. But, um, you know, as we grow up, we realize that, whoops, maybe we should have checked that one out first. But isn't it kind of amazing, though, if we look at our own life? I mean, how many things hang on a minute's separation of time or a knowledge we had at that time and, or, or we had later didn't have at that time? You know, I, I understand. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think I would have certainly uh, not walked out and said, well, that's it. I agree, but then again, I'm older also, and, and I can see that now, but as a young person, I think we tend to take reality without investigation, and and I can think a lot of times in my life where, you know, there have been key points, key points, and a, a difference of one minute or a difference of, you know, five minutes would have been entirely almost a different direction in my life, and and that's when you have to come to the point you say, in a way, well, God, I mean, I was there, and I was there with the knowledge I had at that time for a reason, and I made the best decision I could at that time. That's all I had to go on, uh, excluding, because, again, recognizing should be the comments that I probably would have done more investigation too. But, like I say, how many decisions in our own life if they'd been buried by one minute, would have made a big difference in where our lives went. I think sometimes, too, you know, when a person's upset, it's easy to jump to a conclusion without having all the facts. And uh, I think it's easy to be swayed by what you think someone said or what, what you know, you, you just get a little bit of detail and, and then you really you weave something around that and uh, I think it's uh, easy sometimes to really just jump to the wrong wrong conclusion. Yeah and it's, and it's kind of I mean you go all the way up there and you find well maybe there's somebody else's life I mean if you play that scenario out maybe how you'd written it different what is I mean I'm not defending this, the fact that she walked out and that was the way it was written but um, if you play it out maybe another way and say, well, she would have run in there and found out it was her, or maybe she would have run there and there back should have been another person there. You know, if we if we think we know what's happening, I mean, that's a dangerous place to be in because sometimes we don't do the investigation and find out what's really happening. But we're too afraid of the embarrassment or rejection or other things. And so we just don't go any further because we don't want to take that extra step. Absolutely. I'm totally agreed on both points. Do you, uh, I got a question. Um, do you think the tempo of these books, i.e. how fast things develop, 
Um, did any of you have a feeling, well, you could comment on this book, but do you think the tempo is right, or does they sometimes seem to drag in detail? Um, because I've read through all three of these series, um, I, I think the detail is very good and very, very helpful because uh, there's little details that if you were to miss it, Oh boy, you'll miss a big detail later. Um, so for me, I think the detail is good. Um, I'm also somebody, and somebody might scream about this, I'm somebody who can devour a 600-page Karen Kingsbury book in all one sitting. So um, ask my husband. He'll tell you. I will. <laughs> But uh, that's, um, I really believe that um, that the tempo is pretty good, at least for me. And, and I think a lot of that's kind of an individualized thing as to how, um, how much detail you want in a book individually as a, as a person. But uh, I also want to mention, too, if any of you are interested to keep up with the Baxter uh, family, um, Karen has just come out with another book. It's a totally different series, but the Baxters are included in this series, so I cannot wait until this ends up on Bookshare, because I am excited. It is called Take One. Yeah, I, I, I asked the question. I really do think it's good timing, um, and I certainly have done my share of sitting down at 10 at night and getting out of the chair at 8 in the morning going, holy cow, what did I just do? I stayed up all night. I couldn't put it down. I'm like dragging myself to bed going, I still got to get up in an hour and go back to work or do something. Um, so I do think the tempo is fine, and I think the details are okay. I just wondered if anybody else felt that, I don't know, a couple spots I just thought, I was like, oh, get on with it. Of course, maybe that was like 4 in the morning, and I was like, okay, let's wrap this up, you know. So, no, that, it, I think it was pretty good. Well, I guess I'm going to take a little different tactic than anybody else, and I hope I don't get stoned or something. But <laughs> anyway, I have read other Karen Kingsbury books, but I've never read anything, uh, uh, you know, any of this particular series. And I had a hard time with this book. Uh, number one, I didn't finish it, and I guess I'm the only one that didn't. And so maybe I think that the tempo was not right. Uh, I, I don't mean I didn't like it, uh, but I don't know what it was. Every time, and, and I can't believe this because I usually like her very well, but every time I would start to read, it would seem like I didn't read very much and I would be asleep. And I don't know if it's because I've been doing a lot of other things <laughs> or what. Wow, that is definitely different. I'm just curious, um, because of your input, I'm wondering, do you plan to, do you plan to check out the rest of the series on, the, on this or no? Yes, because, again, I'm probably going to present something different, but I want to see what happens with Ashley. Oh, my gosh. Have fun. That is going to be a very fun twist. You are going to love that. You are totally going to love that. It's going to be, I'm serious, it's going to be a wild ride, but you're just going to love every minute of it. God's going to bless you. Oh, yeah. I think um, of all the books in the Reunion series, I think the first one here, the Redemption, probably wasn't as um, 
It probably wasn't my favorite compared to some of the others in that series. I think the last book in the series was my favorite, Reunion. Oh my gosh, that one was incredible. Now, moving ahead to the Sunrise series, which for those of you that are wondering, there is the Redemption series, the uh, Firstborn series, and then the Sunrise series. And I'm wondering, has anyone here read Sunset? Not yet. I, I, I downloaded it, and I think I should have downloaded the Daisy version instead of the DRF version, because I kept getting a lot of extra characters in the uh, text. They're having trouble with the BRF versions for some reason. Don't don't spoil what's coming next, please. Well, I think, um, yeah, focusing back on the first book just for a second, and yes, I read Sunset, um, but focusing back on the first book, remember that it's like walking to a church, you know, the first week. You don't know anybody. So there's a certain amount of memorization, dry names, and yeah, you know, who's he and who's she and all that's got to take place. So you have no familiarity with the characters. Um, you don't have any history. You don't know who they are because you're being introduced to them. And I think that is, you know, again, I had kind of an advantage because I'd read the later ones. I kind of knew how they were going to turn out. Um, I was still surprised by the end of book one. Even though I'd read later books, I was still surprised by the end of book one. But I think that um, you're getting them to getting to know them in this um, series. And I might make one suggestion: if you're if you've got a real busy life going on, I mean, not that anybody doesn't to sit down and listen to it. But if you can only do a chapter by chapter, or you know, a couple chapters or whatever, um, yeah, um, I if you. You know, just set yourself to do two chapters and kick it off and go back to it, and that's fine. Um, but uh, I think you're getting introduced to the characters and the plot and the people in this book. You really are. You really are, and I think that's one of the things I love about series, because because of that. I mean, you you get introduced to these characters, you get introduced to the places and the people, so on and so forth, and and. I mean, I totally fell in love. I mean, I fell in love with every character in every book. Go figure. But uh, I absolutely fell in love with especially the Baxters. And um, I told my husband, you're going to have to read this with me. He's like, okay. And he really likes Karen Kingsbury. And I don't know why he's not in the room with us. But he's not. But uh, he's probably playing with our new studio software. In any case, um, you know, you you totally fall in love with these these characters too, if you're if you're like me, and that's just basically how it goes. <laughs> that's a good question. Do, you know, I just come up with the creative questions. I mean, do you think the books appeal to more men or women, or equally the same? I think it depends on what the book's about. Um, I ended up kind of reading another one of Karen's series out of order, and that is the oh crud forever faithful series there we go and i read a moment of weakness i then read waiting for a morning now well first i read a moment of weakness and then andy my husband and i read a moment of weakness together uh we devoured it in two days um i read waiting for a morning he hasn't read that yet 
I don't know if you even want to hear the story of how I ended up reading that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I we then read uh, Halfway to Forever, and we both loved that book and devoured that in two to three days, too. Yeah, it's hard to say, because here I am, ancient, uh, and reading some of these books. But um, it got to the point, I, I, I loved the, the parts of the first board series that I read. But then it got to the point, I read the I read about the um, oh it's about the fifth book and I can't remember the name of it and I read what the book was about and I thought now wait a minute this is getting a bit unbelievable I think I'm going to stop here for now maybe come back to it later um, it had to do with Katie um, and I can't remember her last name um, you know she was the Christian kids uh, theater director. And anyway, but there were some things that were going to happen in that book, and I didn't finish that series. But I will one of these days. Hard to say, because sometimes if you do a lot of heavy thinking or a lot of heavy work or something, and you want something to relax with, um, you know, I don't want to read anything. I don't want to read any theological book. I don't want to read a heavy biography. You know, sometimes I just want to forget about everything for a few hours and read this book. Some, the, the, the trouble with some of these books is you get to a point and you can't put them down and you start saying, oh, I guess I'll stay up and read the next chapter and the next chapter and the next chapter. And, and then, you know, it affects my day the next day. <laughs> I'm one of these people, if I get involved in a story, I have a very hard time disciplining myself to say, okay, that's enough. The book will still be here tomorrow. <laughs> Etc. I, I don't know if any of you out any the rest of you have that kind of difficulty. I think that may be what happened to me with this book because I have been validating a lot of Christian fiction for Bookshare and I've been into a lot that were heavy. So I finally got some Christian suspense books uh, to read to to get away from Christian romances for a while. And I think that may be what happened with me on this series because I just finished one by Lance Wobbles that was a four-book series that was really good. What, what author was that? His name is Lance Wobbles, and spelling his last name, it's W-U-B-B-E-L-S. Yeah, I've seen that. It's, doesn't that start with uh, some title has bridge in it? Um, I don't. I don't know. the The one I did was something about the General Hills, and it's about uh, World War Two, and some uh, uh, some a family in World War Two. And I'm sorry, Miranda, for getting off the subject. Yeah, thank you. Ah, don't be sorry. That could be a suggestion for a future book or author. Don't apologize for that. I think I'm going to have to go to my piano tuners meeting. Uh, I've already missed a good deal of it, and there may not even be anybody on, in which case I'll be back. But um, um, can you say, are we going to go to the next book in this series? Or if if you are, and I don't come back, would you let me know? Will you email me? Email me about the fireproof, and I will definitely reply. It's not that I wouldn't send you an email, but I don't have your address. So email me about the fireproof. That way I have your address available, and I will definitely email you what in the world we're going to do. And thank you so much for coming. It was awesome to see you. Great to be here. I've never been in on a book discussion um, before. And uh, since there's no other blind people around here, and I'm reading all these books, uh, I do share 
the plots with my wife, but it's nice to, but she doesn't read, you know, listen to Book Courier or uh, or the NLS or anything like that. So, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to discuss them um, with people who've read the whole thing. So if nobody's on my uh, the other site that I'm going to, I will be back. Anyway, I'll just say have a good evening, everyone. God bless. You too. You too. All right, everyone. We have about um, about 20 or so minutes left. So, um, if you want to say anything final about redemption, feel free and do so. But then let's kind of uh, head on over to what we may want to read next. Yeah, I think if we would discuss what we want to read next, um, I think that would be good. I think. Um, since we've introduced the uh, reunion series, I, I would make the suggestion that we try something new, and if people want to continue on their own to read more of the series, that's totally up to them, but uh, it might be a good time to sample someone new. I think you're right. I think you're right. Anybody have any suggestions? Mike, what kind of authors do you like? Um, uh, Angela Hunt, Terry Blockstock. You know, it's funny because I haven't read a lot of the men Christian authors yet, and um, and and I need to become more familiar with them. One of the books that I thought had, or series, that I also thought had a lot of meaning because in the first book, um, and it, it's uh, Terry Blockstock's uh, Last Light Restoration series, uh, Last Light, True Light, Night Light, and Dawn. Um, I think in the first series in that, they they really struggle through some very difficult times, and they struggle with, you know, like what's stewardship and what is sharing. And it was a great series, a lot of good questions in it. So uh, that's just another one I thought was meant a lot to me. Okay, that sounds cool. Susan, how about you? What uh, authors have you read lately that you like? Oh, I think. <clears throat> Terry Blockstock, like somebody said, I think D. Henderson. Uh, I think uh, uh, Leanne Gist, G. I. S. T. There's something about trouble. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have a whole list of Christian authors that I'm exploring, but I'm kind of like Mike. I haven't read male authors hardly at all. Okay, that makes three of us. Huh, I really haven't either. I'm trying to think. No, I haven't. Hmm. I haven't either. And uh, But if you've got a, a list of Christian authors, I'd be happy to share that with you. I'd like to see that just to make sure there aren't some I'm missing. Ditto. <laughs> I would love to see that list too. When you finish your summary, uh, Miranda, send me your summary. And I'll include the list of the authors in the summary. Can you send me an email so I have your email address? Mm-hmm. Yes, I can. Or, or I'll just send you. I'll, I'll just send you the list of authors, and you can include it in the summary. That's what I'll do. Well, there's Gilbert Morris. He's really a good author. Okay. Uh, you want me to include the list of authors in the summary for this for this discussion group meeting? No, maybe send it to to people people who want it. 
or let me see how long it is and then, then we can decide what we want to do because I've written very long summaries before let me let me look at it and see see you know and you can look at it too and then see what you want to do I would probably send it to people who want it that way people who um, were not able to attend this meeting kind of aren't confused like okay so what is this a list of people that we're going to read next so on and so forth I'd probably just send it to people that want it or you know I want you to know this is the first book club I've ever joined you know, I want all of you to know that this is the first book club I've ever joined, too. Huh. Yeah, go figure. It gets a little weird, but Frank Peretti's got, I know, two, three, four good books. Um, you know, back in the 90s, wrote a couple, and then he wrote a couple lately. It got a little strange, but it's about the only other person I can think of may or may not be on the list. Yeah, he's definitely different. Definitely different. Um... He'd be somebody my husband would enjoy. Mm, he's really different, yuck. Yeah, definitely different. Yeah, I tried to read the Left Behind series, too, with my husband, and um, I quit in the middle of the first book. Oh, I enjoyed that series. I think I read all 12 of them. He's on, like, oh, what are you on, 11? Oh, he's on 12, the last one. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you liked the movies very much, though. Or did you? No, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I. Eh. I don't know. Just everybody. Everybody loved the Left Behind series, and I didn't. I didn't really get into it. But you know. Have you heard the uh, live audios, live action audio things they did on the series? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I just feel like there's some very controversial points with Left Behind. Now, Tim LaHaye's wife, I, I believe her name is Beverly LaHaye, she writes uh, Christian fiction. And uh, those are good books. Now, that would be interesting to see. That would be very, very interesting to see. Is it the same style as Left Behind or no? What kind of, what kind of style does she write? No, it's more... Um, you know, everyday uh, situations, um, family, um, romance. Uh, has a very nice style about her writing. And I don't remember the exact titles, but it, it had something to do with like seasons, like seasons of the, uh, seasons of the heart or something like that. But um, there were three books, I believe, that were in a series. I think there's four. Um, and I only can remember two of them. I think it's Seasons of Heaven and Seasons of Blessing. And I don't remember what the other two are. I was going to say, I remember Seasons of the Heart. I don't... Uh, I want to say something like that might have been possibly from Jeanette Oak, but I can't think of it. But, yeah, Beverly LaHaye is definitely, uh, definitely a possibility. I didn't even know she wrote. Ha, huh, you learn something new every day, I guess, huh? Very good, too. Yeah, I think you're right. The Seasons of the Heart, that was Jeanette Oak, and that was a four-part series, and that was really good, how she captured the emotions of um, a little boy and followed him all the way through um, growing up. It was it was very good. I tried to read that, and I don't know. I didn't really get into it, but I also read it when I was younger. I don't know. Uh, I, I've thought about picking it up again. I think my favorite series ever from her is the Love Comes Softly series. And we have the first two movies, and we plan on 
watching the the next few that they've come out with. They're not done with the movies on that. But the movies are also really good. The movies have some differences from the books. But in any case, we're, we're getting off subject a little bit, guys. Um, and gals, um, what do we think about what we're going to read next? Do you have any recommendations, Miranda? What's happened in other book clubs, not that you have to do it this way, but a lot of times the leader has recommended two and people have chosen, and then if other people had something to add, they could add it and give their suggestions as well. But, um, you know, not that you have to do that. Um, I would kind of be interested to see what everybody else kind of has because that way, because uh, the suggestions that I have, I probably already read. So um, I'd be interested in reading something new as well. So that's kind of why I'm why I'm letting you guys throw out suggestions. Well, I've never read any of um, the uh, author that Susan was talking about, uh, Lance Wobble. Okay, those are only available on Bookshare, uh, and I can't remember what the <laughs> what the name of the first one is, but I I named. You know, I put all of them, book one, book two, book three, book four. And I think there's only one other book by him on Bookshare that I haven't read. Hmm. Those are not available yet, and I lost at all. I guess my concern is the people who can't get Bookshare. Well, they're not available on NLS at all because I uh, try to put books on Bookshare that are not available from NLS at all. Yeah, I was kind of frustrated with uh, Redemption because I went to see where else it was available and I thought, oh, this could be exciting. Maybe we'll find some new resources. Oh, of course, it's available on Audible, but oh, wait. <laughs> you might want to mention the fact that it's available in Abridged. I don't know how you can abridge a book like this and get away with it, but okay. I was real surprised when I went to look for that because so many of her books are available from NLS that I was very surprised. Yeah, a lot of her books are. Now, I guess, and don't even ask about this one, I guess they are working on Sunset, which, okay, you can work on Sunset, but why don't you have the rest of the series up there? Some of them are, I think. I've always said that that ought to be a priority when you have some of the series finish the series. Amen. I am so with you. As a matter of fact, I, I don't know if I don't know if NLS caught what I had done, but... I had actually sent an, an email to them when I was reading the Forever Faithful series, and I said, please, 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 we really, really want Halfway to Forever on uh, Web Braille. And needless to say, like four months later, it was there. I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if my email had anything to do with it, but it was cool to see it up there. That's why I think it's so important. I've encouraged little clubs who are... Uh, wanting to put Christian materials, uh, uh, you know, we've like provided some equipment for them to scan, and then they scan the books and clean them up and get them ready, and we just put them up on Bookshare as much as we can. Yeah, there are several people that do, and and we don't want to wait four months to have it available through an LS. When we want it, we want it now, you know, and we want the whole series too. <laughs> Yes, we do. As a matter of fact, I was very excited when uh, Sunset came out. And I looked, and I looked, and I looked. And like, oh, a week or two after it came out, it was there. As a matter of fact, I would not be surprised if I go up to Bookshare in probably a week or two and um, take one from the Above the Line series is up there. I'm hoping that it is. Are there any authors that were mentioned that are on more than Bookshare? 
Terry Blackstock is, but it may again depend on which one it is. I don't, I don't, I don't know. And I think there's some D. Hendersons that are there, but again, it, it may depend on which one we're looking for. Why don't we try uh, D. Henderson? Okay. Um, what specific books or series would you guys be interested in? I think the the one that is one that has six books in it. Susan probably knows more about this than I do. I, I think I've read all six, but I don't think they were in, in sequence at all. Well, I don't know more about it than you do. I'm just kind of getting into her. <laughs> she has a lot of uh, action in her books. Uh, they're pretty fast moving. Okay. Do you recall the name of the series or the name of the at least the first book? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I was out for just a second. Who, what, who were we talking about? We are talking about possibly uh, reading something from D. Henderson for uh, next month, and we're trying to figure out. There's a series that has six books, and so we're trying to figure out the series, or at least the name of the first book in that series. Yeah, if you probably go to dhenderson.com. I mean, if there is such a place, but most of the authors do it that way. You can probably figure out what the books are. We could just all pick the first one. Is that D like D-E-E -E, or is D initial or what? She's D-E-E. -E. Hold on one second. My husband is running to get me the pocket PC. That way I don't have jaws blaring through the neighborhood. Um, by my chair. Um, Marty, are you talking about the O'Malley series? Uh, yes. I think one of the books was The Witness and another one was maybe The Negotiators. Yeah, and the prequel to it, it says, is Danger in the Shadows, which I don't I don't know what that one is at all, but it says that's the prequel. Wait, 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 Whoa, hold up. Hold on a second. I want to see something. The Negotiator and the Guardian. Okay, I'm looking something up because I actually want to see if I've read the prequel to this. Hold on. Have you read all these, Marty? Because we need to find something you haven't read. Well, like I said, I think I read them, but, you know, it's been a while, and I didn't read them in sequence, and I think it was kind of disjointed. Okay, I did not read the prequel. That's really confusing, though, because one of the authors on one of the books I read that had something to do with shadows is Eva Marie Everson. So that was kind of like, wait a second. But I do remember seeing, and I want to say it was on Bookshare, I do remember seeing the D. Henderson series that you guys are talking about. Is the prequel also available on Bookshare? I don't know. I know the series is, but whether the prequel is or not, I'm not sure. I guess my next question is going to be, is, is the prequel really necessary to get to understand the series? Because you know how that can be. According to the girl that used to do the Christian Fiction Book Club, it was, but I don't know. Let's see what we can find here. Did you read the prequel, Mar uh, Marty? Uh, you know, I really don't recall at this point. Um, I might have, but I, I can't recall exactly. Oh, do you guys want to hear a really wild bookshare story? Yeah, why not? Okay, I'm I'm looking this up while I'm telling you this. So, I um, ended up going to Bookshare, their new site and downloading a book and I kept wondering why every time I downloaded a book and unzipped it um, the BRF files would end up as zero bytes and I'm like what in the heck so I asked Andy I said what's the deal and he's like that's really strange and the file would be blank and everything and he also has a membership and he you know downloads it and he goes well gee dear did your unzip utility 
on your PacMate happened to ask you for a password? And I said, no. And he goes, well, hello, it's encrypted. And he says, so obviously you can't really get into the book. I said, well, no wonder it's blank. Duh. And you also have to use the third-party thing on the PacMate to do it. Yes, you have to use Total Commander. I'm also looking into a couple other options just in case somebody doesn't like Total Commander. And I get to play with Total Commander because I haven't played with it yet. So here, that should be fun. Okay, as we're winding down, what are we going to read? Because it's a little after 8.30. Well, I'm looking to see if the prequel to the O'Malley series is on Bookshare. If it's if it's not, do we want to just go ahead and, and start the O'Malley series? And if so, can somebody give me the name of that first book? I believe the Negotiator's book one. Yeah, the Negotiator's definitely number one. Okay. And what did you say the name of the prequel was? Danger and the Shadows. Oh, I just was looking on D. Henderson website, and one of the characters from Danger and the Shadows is in um, uh, the Negotiator. In fact, it looks like more than one. Okay, well, I'm not finding Danger in the Shadows. One uh, one suggestion for Bookshare is don't have the heading up here be warning. That just kind of freaked me out. <laughs> it says warning, and then you go down and it says no results were found. And it's like, okay, but warning makes me think that some fatal error happened. No, I hate the way they've done that. I think that's awful. Hmm, so do we do we start with the negotiator, or how do we want to do that? Well, I think we should just start there. We don't have to put together what we missed and... Maybe I can sneak over to the library and grab one. We can scan it. <laughs> you are funny. Hey, that sounds like a good idea to me then. We will start with the negotiator. And uh, I'm excited. I get to read a new book. Yay! Everybody, I guess the prayer request I have is please pray I actually get work done within this month. Okay. Um, if that's all you have, then and not lessening it, I don't mean that. Um, then we need for the record to say when the next meeting is and what we're reading, please. And I don't know if you want to do that or I want to, and it doesn't matter to me. Hang on, I'm looking up the date for the next meeting. I'm actually going through my calendar. Hang on. I think it's April 16th. This meeting is adjourned. We are reading The Negotiator by D. Henderson. And our next meeting is Thursday, April 16th. Again, that is Thursday, April 16th. We are meeting at... 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central. Um, you can continue to move the little hand on the clock backwards to figure out the time zones. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not um, up and up on that. But definitely 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central. Um, if anyone ever has any questions, comments, or concerns, I can be reached via email at knownoflove, K-N-O-W-N-O-F-L-O-V-E at AOL.com.